Masanda Yakatari Masutu Morokondo Mashende Rekende Mashanda Rababasutu Yakamara Sende Rekende Mashanda Rababasende Rekete Masanda Rakata Let your living water flow upon us today, O Lord. Let your spirit come upon us. Oh, we receive your spirit now. We receive your anointing. We receive your power. We receive your word, O God. Father, we receive your gifts. Your gifts of prophecy. Oh, your gifts of word of knowledge, of word of wisdom. We receive it, O God. We receive it, O God, the gift of miracles, the gift of signs and wonders. We receive it, O Lord. Father, the ability to worship you, we receive it. Oh, Father, perfect perfect us O God in the name of Jesus receive O God our praise receive our worship accept our thanks O God accept our thanks O God dwell among us O God let your fire fall and let your rain come the rain of your mercy the rain of your prosperity the rain of your healing O God let it fall upon us now O God fall upon us now let us pray now we say father in this 11th month grant unto me my 11th hour miracle let us begin to pray now father give me my 11th hour miracle in this month of november in the name of jesus this is the 11th month of 2022 father lord god i pray for my 11th hour miracle Grant unto me, O God, in the name of Jesus. Father, as you come to the vineyard and you said, whatever you want to give us, you'll give us. Father, our 11th hour miracle, shower us, O God, in my life, in my family, for my spouse, for my children. Give them, O God, an 11th hour miracle for our nation, we pray. An 11th hour miracle in the name of Jesus. Have your way, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed, blessed be your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. So I want to just thank God for a new month. He has taken us through January, February, March, and April, May, June, to this 11th month. And he has been with us and brought us again to another thanksgiving sunday so we are here to thank god for everything he has done for us and uh, to bless him because we know that once we are grateful to him he gives us more he gives us more because the bible says that he's interested in the prosperity of his people that when we call upon him he answers us so today we're going to call upon him and he's going to answer us in the name of jesus so I just want to uh, bless the name of the Lord for this opportunity once again to come and share the word of God with us. Um, it's just, it's not something that happens a lot for me because time is not best for me in terms of study. But the Lord has been telling me that it's time. It's time for you to move into, the, into your work, into the work of teaching. So that's the grace I have, the grace of teaching. But um, I'm still learning. so. God is going to help us. So I just want to thank the, our pastor once again for the opportunity. Uh, pastor, okay, pastor Charles, just want to bless you. 
the work that God has put in your hand, the Lord will continue to bring an increase into it in Jesus' name. Whatever seed that you've sown, that God will cause you to reap it in Jesus' name. Every desire of your heart for your children, that God will manifest them in your time in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. So we, as I said, this is um, Thanksgiving Sunday, uh, even though my sermon is not really into uh, Thanksgiving because uh, we have spoken about Thanksgiving so much. And it's important for us to know that, yes, we should be grateful. Uh, last month, our brothers really detailed it for us. He told us to be thankful for our salvation, to, to be thankful for what God has done, and to be thankful for what God is going to do. So those are basic things. We should thank God for what God has done and what God is going to do. So uh, individually in my own life, I'm thankful to God that uh, this week, um, God did not allow me to mourn because on Sunday, I spoke with my father. And then on Monday, I got a call said that, oh, he was not responsive that, oh, he was sick. I, did, I told God, I said, God, look, I'm not ready to bury anybody yet. I mean, even though my, my dad is 87 years old, so he, he can go anytime. But I said, I want him to be at least maybe 90 something. Uh -huh. Then I'm ready. So when you are 90 something, then I'm ready. I have, I have the money, I have everything. But for now, when I'm still challenged, I don't want to, I don't want him to die. So the next day I called, they said, oh, he's recovered completely. I said, ah, thank you. So I just blessed the name of the Lord. Yeah. Then the other testimony I have, small one. Uh, one of the things I learned in this weekend was then um, when the German brother was talking about people testifying. He said that sometimes when you listen to a testimony, you don't know what that person has actually gone through because that testimony seems so simple because they're saying it in two minutes. But it's usually a test that ha could have been gone for five years, six years, and things like that. I mean, I listened to one lady one, one time, she was talking about having a child. But the testimony stretched for almost six years. I said, how is it possible? How did she sustain herself for that long and then receive from God? So um, my testimony is simple, is that um, in October, I got a new job. And of course, that was, that was great. I mean, it was wonderful. And it was a permanent job and everything like that. But the, the thing about jobs in Canada is that you're on probation. You see, you're on probation, so you have to perform. So you have to perform. And then in this case, you have to perform quickly. Sometimes they don't even give you time to, because uh, in this case, so it was in the lab, you know, my profession, of course. And even getting the job is one of those things I said, it's just the grace of God that allowed me to get. Because when I started working there, I saw everybody there was like young, young, young people. And me, I'm saying, ah, how did they come and hire me in this place? But anyway, they just hired me. So uh, the point of the story was that, in this time, so they have things, something you have supposed to finish. You're supposed to, there's some tests you have to pass before you can continue working. So I work in a place where we make um, soap, we make lotions and things like that. So I, some of you might have seen some lotions that I've been able to bring from there. So now there's something that you have to do. It's something called an odor test. You're supposed to smell some things and be able to identify it with another smell. So Normally, I mean, years ago, I would have been able to do it. But over time, I don't use perfume anymore. I don't smell things. I don't care about such things anymore. So I just, it's gone my mind. So the first time I did the test, I said, okay. I said, God will help me and I'll do it and I'll pass. Nope. 
I, I scored only one out of eight. I said, oh my God, this is hard. And the other person I did it with, that person scored so easily and was done. I said, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So the woman said, oh, you have three chances. I said, three chances. I know that I'm not going to pass it already. So I already knew. But I said to myself, it's okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do normally what you do, you know. I'm going to research it, find out what can I do, how can I have to. I went to YouTube, went to internet, check, okay, how do you smell things? How do you learn things? Nothing really came to be. So finally, finally, the night before, I said, look, Holy Spirit, this is your test, not me. If you do not pass it, it is not my own, it's not my fault, it is you. So the next day, now I did the test. The first smell, I got it right. The second one, I got it right. But then the rest, ah, it now became a challenge. But at the end of the day, God gave me the grace and I got 50%. And 50% was all that I needed. And I just thank God for it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So now I walk in a place where if you want lotion, you want soap. So we, we make soaps for um, hotels. And uh, oh, you see all those lotions that you see in the hotels and those soaps, you might uh, come across. And then we make some uh, um, perfumes for some other companies. We make for Estee Lauder and things like that. So one of the things that I discovered every time I work with a company where they make things, I always said to myself, that, look, I wish I didn't know how they make it. <laughs> because sometimes, because especially in pharmaceutical industry, you see them adding things and adding this and adding this. So actually, one of the things I, I learned, in America, he helped me to pray. I said, God, please grant me the grace that I will not have to take this medication. Even though the medication was good, but I said, I don't want to take it. So I thank God. But medication is good here in this country. We have rules, we have regulations, we have Health Canada, we have everything. But because of the fact that God is the perfect healer, is it Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha is the healer. And then one of the things that I know that he has done, he has given us herbs and um, fruit and things, and food for us as medicine. So um, I prefer that, praise the Lord. So um, this, uh, this sermon just comes from, come to me. Uh, based on what our pastor taught us last week or reminded us last week. He reminded us, she reminded us of something, a vision of the word that God gave us in the beginning of the year. New season, uh, new beginning of a new season. And I said to myself, how come I forgot? I mean, it, it was something that I'd forgotten because uh, I remembered it all the way till April when we did our program. But then after April, I began overcome by events. And I no longer connected to it. And now I, I understand perfectly well the importance of connecting to the word of God, to the oracle that God has given you in your house. You see, it's a, very important for us to be able to get that, you see. So uh, I just want to use somebody, a character in the Bible, to see um, what we can learn from his life, how he went into new beginnings and went to new seasons. And that uh, person is Joseph. So we want to look at uh, life lessons in the life of Joseph. Life lessons from the life of Joseph. I took that title based on our Bible study. We know that in our Bible study, we have questions and then we answer. And then we try to figure out, okay, what, how can we use it in our lives? So in the world right now, if we, are, we have been watching the news or reading the news, we know that there's a lot of chaos in the world. There's hard times. There's recession. I mean, not recession yet, but there's a possibility. I mean, the thing about recession is that my testimony for that is that, look, recession will always come. 
and this is, I think this is my fifth one, and I'm still alive, praise the Lord. So you'll still be alive, even if recession comes, praise the Lord. You're going to go through it. It's something that's just part, part of the world. I mean, in, um, it's a season. You have to look at it as a season. I mean, the Bible says in Genesis 8, 22, it says that he created all these things for times and seasons. So the, uh, the, our belief is that, oh, he's talking about planting and all that stuff. But it's a spiritual statement that he made. You see, it's a spiritual statement that he made that the seasons are things that could just happen in a person's life. Ups and downs of life, praise the Lord. So we want to look at uh, Joseph. Joseph is our example today. So, and, uh, and where do we come from? And we look at this concept. The concept, looking at the character, character in the Bible, is taken from uh, Second Timothy verse, uh, 4, I mean, chapter 4, verse 3. It says, uh, sorry, verse 16. It says, all scripture is written. Let me see. All scripture. Let me open it properly so that I don't quote it wrongly for you. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is both profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for inspiration in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So what, what Paul was telling Timothy there is that from the word of God, you can live your life. You can live your life in the physical, you can live your life in the spiritual, just from the things that God tells you. It is profitable. You can create principles from the word of God. You can create principles for your family, for yourself. You can create principles for your business. Because if you read, if you, anytime you apply for a job, I want you to go to the uh, website of the company that you're applying to. Just go and look at their values. Go and look at their principles. you find out that most of the things is as if they quoted from the Bible. Most of, most of the big companies, is, they're always talking about uh, quality, quantity, engagement, uh, customer service. They're all biblical things, but they just remove the Bible from it. But uh, we, know, we know ourselves already that that's where they bring it from. Praise the Lord. So, um, yes. So we want to look at Joseph and we want to learn some, some things from him. So let us open our Bibles to Genesis 37 so that we begin to see his history begin to see his history. As much as possible, we're not going to take too much time uh, on this because um, it is possible to preach about just for days and days and days because there's so much to learn from him. So as much as possible, I just want to touch on a few things. So it says, Genesis 37, verse uh, two, verse two, it says, this is the history of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers and the lad was with the sons of Bilal. And the sons of Elsa, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his own because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. So the first lesson I see there immediately is that speaks to me is that as parents, we must be careful how we treat our children. We must be careful how we treat our children. These boys, they saw how their father was, was dealing with Joseph, and it brought hatred to them. It brought hatred to them. Um, that's what they call sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry. I mean, that's why when you see children that they fight a lot, 
and all that stuff, we should make sure that uh, it is not sibling rivalry or it's not something bigger. Uh, one of the things, uh, I think a few weeks ago, there was a boy in the United States, he killed his brother. And I don't even know the reason why he killed his brother, but that's what he did. The younger one killed his older brother. So um, we should make sure it's, it's a trend that happened to him. He himself should have known because um, his mother, Rebecca, and his father, uh, Isaac, they caught, they caused the split between him and Esau because Esau was loved by uh, his father and uh, by Isaac and uh, Rebecca. And so because of that, they schemed to get his uh, blessing. So important for us, first lesson I see there. Then the second, then let's continue. It says, now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I've dreamed. There we were binding ships in the field. Then behold, my ship arose and also stood upright. And indeed your ship stood all around and bowed down to my ship. And the brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, look, I've dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers and his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him for his father's Kept the matter mind, kept the matter in mind. Praise the Lord. So another thing I see here is that because of his youthful uh, exuberance, he was 17 years old. He he had a dream. God revealed that dream to him, and he told it to brothers. And there was a backlash. There was a result of it. So uh, it's important for us. If you have a dream that you know that will strike fear into other people, keep it to yourself, or tell your pastor. Tell your pastor about it. Tell somebody. Get uh, better counsel, good counsel about it. Get good counsel about it. And uh, God will help us in Jesus' name. So, and then the next thing uh, we see from uh, verse 12 to, um, to the end, to 36. We see the story about him going to meet his brothers and uh, because his father sent him. See, we see him, he was obedient to his father walked around, I mean, I think it was like 11 miles or something like that. He walked to Shechem, and then from Shechem, he walked to Dothan and found them, you know, wandering. And then uh, we see that the brothers now inspired against him. Um, let's see, he said, uh, let's see the verse that it, it talked about it. In verse uh, 18, it says, now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into, this, into some pits and we shall say some wild beasts has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. So, I mean, this, these boys, they were very, very, very wicked because we know by their history, Simeon and Levi had killed a whole city because they were angry because of uh, their uh, sister that was raped. They had killed him, all the men in the city. So they, they, were, they were already used to it. They had become, it had become part of them. So that's why they were able to say such a thing. But Reuben uh, wanted to deliver him and told them not to shed blood, put him in a pit. And uh, after a while, they now found some people to sell him to. 
uh, the Ishmaelites or the Midianites and uh, they sold them to the Midianites for 20 shekels of silver, 20 shekels of silver. So chapter 38 is talking about Judah and Tamar. So 39, we see here uh, about what God did for Joseph. So the Lord was with Joseph and in verse uh, two, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. And uh, the Lord blessed the Egyptian for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had. He did not know what. So uh, basically, I just want to, which can summarize that, just simply saying that uh, God's favor was still with uh, Joseph. God's favor was still with Joseph. You know, uh, the first uh, point we have concerning the dreams is that God has dreams for us. See, dreams that God has, the plans that God has for it can sometimes not be what we desire and it can become unfavorable. Jesus, Joseph did not have the dream for himself, but his brothers were angry and jealous. See, it didn't help that uh, he was a favorite child and uh, they hated him. His, his brothers were unhappy and his father his uh, father was also unhappy. I want us to know that you can't help what God has in store for you. If others have a problem with it, they may, they need, they may consider going straight to the source of your dreams. As God, so the point for this is that our reflection is that has God revealed a dream that he has for you and you don't have for yourself? How do you feel about it? What comfort can you find in the promises of God? Amen. So, the next uh, point is uh, God's plans are unstoppable. God's plans are unstoppable. So it says, uh, although God, Joseph's plan, brothers tried to still destroy God's plans for his life by selling him to slavery, their own, their action just caused his plans to fall right into place. So people's jealousies, actual attempts to stand your way will never make a difference to what God has in store. Even the only thing they can do is delay God's plan, you know, but they cannot deny it. God has your back. The Bible says that there's a time for every season, a time for every purpose under heaven. When Joseph had the dream, he, all, he knew that there was something coming, but he didn't know whether it was immediate. Uh, Proverbs 19.21 says, many are the plans in the mind of man, but is the purpose of the Lord that we stand. Proverbs 19.21. And in Job 42.2, he says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Psalm 138 says, The Lord will work out his plans for my life for your faithful love, O Lord, and dwells forever. Don't abandon me for your kingdom. The Lord will not abandon you in Jesus' name. So, uh, another question we can ask ourselves is that what, what hope do you have in the face of difficulties caused by the dreams God has for you? Reflect on that. So another thing that uh, could be manifesting that, that we notice in the story of Joseph is that he can he could he might have been under generational causes, okay, uh, under generational causes. So because we know the history of his family, all the schemes, and the same thing happened here. So uh, what's our own question? It says, do we see any generational issues popping in our lives now? How are they holding back God's plans for our lives? And What's, what's, what's the importance of that? The importance of that is that um, as much as possible, whatever your parents, whatever your uh, uh, the family has sown, 
you know, it can be to your advantage or disadvantage because when they hear your name, you know, for example, if people hear the name of uh, Hitler, they know that he's killed Jews and things like that. So, so people who had that name will have to change their name. Praise the Lord. But and then another point we learn is that God always shows up. Always, see, um, Joseph he ended up in in uh, in Egypt because the brothers sold him, but uh, God never left him. God was uh, with him. Uh, he prospered. He, the Lord blessed the household of Egypt of Potiphar because of Joseph. You know, um, God showed up. Later on, we find out that God showed up in his life. So, in what ways has God showed up, but you missed it? How can you be more intentional about designing God's hand in your life? Praise the Lord. So, another point that we can learn from him is integrity. See, the Bible says that uh, now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And uh, the master's wife cast longing eyes on her. and said, lie with me. See? And then he testified that, no, he can't lie with the heart. So what's the lesson for us? He says, never be tempted to, be, to cut corners or use shady link-ups. God has your, plan, has your back. Proverbs 20, 12, 22 says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, for they that deal truly are his delight. Praise the Lord. So that's the test, the test of the call. See, uh, what, what was, what was the, the lesson that we learned here is that Jesus, uh, Joseph was uh, excellent. He was a great worker. He did very well. And uh, he was tested. Another lesson we can learn is that how come, why did God choose Joseph? And why didn't he choose uh, Judah or anybody else? The thing is simple, is that God knows the heart. God knows the heart. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 9, it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, take the heart and test the mind to give every man according to what According to the fruit of his needs. So what the question we ask for ourselves in this case, it says, what, where does your character need to be strengthened in order for God to trust you with bigger things, with bigger things? God wants to give us bigger things. He wants to trust us with, uh, uh, with greater things. But our character, we have to adjust it to, and align it to the word of God. Praise the Lord. Another thing that uh, we learn also is that because of this situation, uh, he's, um, he was pushed into his purpose. See, um, the Bible says that, and we know that God works all things for, together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. For as that, uh, so have you been resisting God's call in any area of your life? How will you get moving before God pushes you into purpose? See, move into God's purpose in your life. Begin to serve others. Serve others. He, he served the baker and he served the butler. And uh, he, they told him the dream and uh, he encouraged them by interpreting it to them. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, he says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just in fact that you're doing. See, so, and uh, so after that, the, we trust God for the process and uh, through his suffering, the butler was uh, put back on, uh, in his job and then Pharaoh had a dream. Pharaoh had a dream. So the dream of Pharaoh is very, very important, but we're not going to... Uh, uh, talk too much about it today because the dream is about um, four years of, um, of fat cows and four years of bond cows. In other words, interpreted as four years of abundance and four years of scarcity. So in a person's life, there's always a time of abundance. There's always a time of scarcity. We cannot, uh, we cannot get away with it. It's seasons. 
But what happens is that it is what you do in the season of abundance that allows you to survive the season of famine. So that's the main reason why Joseph was brought into Egypt. Joseph was brought in the time of abundance. He gathered all the seed into, um, into barns. He gathered them up as much. He gathered two-fifths of the seed. See, after he interpreted the, the, um, the dream, he wasn't the only one that was there. Many people were there, but he's the only one who did something about it. That's why Pharaoh said to him, he says, is there anybody with the spirit of God like you? So, and it was because of the spirit of God that uh, he was able to do what he did. God gave him wisdom. May God give us wisdom to know what God has for us. So we see that dreams, dreams, I just want us to reflect on dreams for just a second. See, dreams come from ourselves or dreams come from God. See, we must always understand our dreams because we are Pentecostal people. We are people of faith. We are people who know visions. We know the Bible says that the men of Ishaka, they knew what um, Israel ought to do. See, um, let us understand dreams. Let us understand visions. And because of the fact that our destiny is in view. See, his destiny was in view and the destiny of the whole world. See, why did God choose Egypt? Why not choose any other country? He chose Egypt because that time, Egypt was the number one country in the, in the world and everybody flocked towards Egypt. So after uh, we can read later on, we find out that uh, his brothers came back. He forgave them. He gave them a second chance. It is important for us to forgive according to the uh, Lord's prayer. He says, forgive others. Um, and uh, he, uh, he forgave them and uh, unified their family back again. Because one of the things that he said in uh, chapter 50 is that God did this to preserve us. So if, they, if Israel had died, then there would have been no nation of Israel. Then there would have been no Jesus Christ. Then there would have been none of these things. So he needed to preserve Israel because Jesus Christ was going to come from Judah because God knew those things. And if Joseph had failed at any point, any single point, that would be the failure of the story. So we want to make sure that we understand that in our, in history, in the history of our family, we are important. You see, Isaac was necessary. Abraham was necessary. Jacob was necessary. Joseph was necessary. So in your, because a lot of times we have a tendency to be in this country, individual lifestyle, but we ought to understand that we ourselves can become prime minister. We ourselves can become ministers. I, lo I look at uh, Joseph and I look at him as a, refugee you know he came from another country and then he came to canada and uh, in canada he became minister of um minister of immigration you know or minister of health you know i was able to help more people in his country to come last i think was last uh, minister was uh, from somalia the guy came from uh, he was a refugee that came to somalia and he was able to help refugees and people so that's the practical sense of using, of knowing. Uh, so the important thing about jo uh, uh, Joseph also is that because we might not become great and mighty people, but the virtues that he did are important. They are still, they cover everybody. He was uh, honest. Uh, he had good in integrity. He, uh, he, he, he followed God. He obeyed his parents. He did all these things. And uh, may God cause us, oh God, to come into this kind of uh, 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 anointing in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So, um, so let us uh, bow our heads for prayer as we're going to pray.
You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God, you are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God So we're going to pray and consider, Father, bring me into my season of abundance in the name of Jesus. So let us begin to pray. Father, bring me into my season of abundance, oh God. Father, bring me into my season of abundance in the name of Jesus. Bring me, oh God, into my season of abundance in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Next prayer, we're going to pray for Father, all my opportunities that come my way. <laughs> In my season of abundance. Father, please do not let me miss them. In the name of Jesus. Father, let us begin to pray. <laughs> Father, all opportunities that come my way. Opportunities for increasing capacity. For increasing in the praise of prayer. Father, do not let me miss them. In the name of Jesus. Okay? Father, Lord God, every opportunity that you've given me. In the name of Jesus. Okay? Father, in Jesus' name we pray. So let us pray now. It's going to say, Father. Oh, the kind of integrity that you gave Joseph. I became an important person on the land. Grant unto me, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let us begin to pray. Father, grant unto me the spirit of integrity, the spirit of faithfulness, the spirit of believing in your power, the spirit of interpretation of dreams, of knowing dreams, of knowing you, of being close to you, of not departing from you, in the name of Jesus. Great grant unto me, O oh God, in Jesus' name. We know that also uh, Joseph, he forgave his brothers. So we want to praise their Father, grant me that grace to forgive those, O oh God, who have harmed me, who have hurt me, in the name of Jesus. Father, grant me that grace to forgive those who have hurt me, who have harmed me, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Eternal rock of ages, we want to bless your holy name. We want to give all the glory, O oh God. Father, your, we, the world says, oh, but may you live in interesting times. We know that you are, we are in, in, in interesting times. There's war, there's chaos all around the whole world. There's recession, there's famine, there's ups and downs, oh God. Father, but we know, oh God, Father, you are the God who holds the earth in your hand, oh God. Father, Lord God, we know the earth is yours, Lord, and the fullness thereof. Father, we know that you will not leave us, you will not forsake us. Father, we pray, oh God, Father, from this day forth, Father, let us begin to act in that way, that you are our God, that you are our Father, that you know the beginning from the end. You know what uh, that Joseph was going to go into prison, and you know the favor that you're going to put upon him. We pray, oh God, Father, as in this land of Canada, grant unto us, oh God, favor, favor in the name of Jesus, favor with politicians, favor with government, favor in our places of work. Father, Lord God, give unto us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. But I want most especially grant us that grace to be always grateful in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we bless you, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. Thank you. 